going to be um, continuing on in kind of this journey talking about roots. So for those of you that maybe haven't been around for this, we have been going through um, a series of really different topics um, in, in setting root in our faith in Jesus and really setting root in Christianity as a whole. So we've We've talked about a lot of different things. We've talked about, um, I'm going to forget half of them. Um, we've talked about worship. We've talked about discipleship. Um, we've talked about, last week we talked about revisiting the cross. We've, we've talked about the Trinity. We've talked about so many different things. And tonight, um, we're going to kind of continue in that. And the reason we talked about roots, and we call it roots, is because that's what we need. That's what we, we've got to do. We've got to set our own root, not, not just our root as a church, but our roots as individuals. You know, I, I've, I've told you guys so many times that, you know, I don't I don't want you looking to Bethany or myself to be um, your root base. That's not the way it works. You have to develop and you have to work in your relationship with Jesus. When you depend on someone else to create that relationship for you, it is not a relationship. If someone else, you know, um, tried to force their hand on you to make you believe a certain thing or do something, there's no, there's no weight to that. There's no, con there's no conviction to that. And so we've been talking about setting our own roots so that we understand why, why do we, why do we do the things we do? Why do we say the things that we say? And why do we believe the things that we believe? You know, where, where does that all stem from? And so um, tonight, I wanna, I wanna kind of continue in this journey, and uh, I'm gonna talk about this topic. Um, why do we church? Why do we church? Right? I mean, like, there's so many people that just like, well, yeah, church, I'm supposed to go to church, you know, every Sunday morning. Well, I messed that up for you guys, sorry, because we do Saturday night services. Um, but, you know, they, they, they've got this routine that this is, I, I have to go to church, I have to be there, I have to do these different things while I'm there, and, and so on and so forth. And one of the things that God really put in uh, our hearts when we launched Real Church is that we wanted to. We just want to follow the Lord and whatever He has for us. Um, you know, I, I've told many of, of you the story that when we set up Bethany, because she's a designer, you know, we, we think a, a lot in, in printing presses and the way presses work. And um, in a printing press, they would create a mold to be able to print whatever you're trying to print time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. That was before digital printing, right? Um, but they would just they would create these molds, and that mold would be used to just keep reproducing whatever that mold was made to reproduce. And one of the things that we felt in our heart is that um, we've seen that so often in church that we felt like God wanted to create a different mold for how church maybe is going to work or look in terms of what our expectation has been, especially on this side of the globe. And that stemmed from the idea of that God, God wants us to be fluid. He wants us to be able to move however he wants us to. Not so rigid in structure and programs that we can't mess things up every now and then, right? And so we work really, really hard um, to fight that urge to, to do that. And so as we got into this, as I began thinking, I, I thought this is a good thing for us to talk about. Why do we church? Why do we, why do we go to church? Because there's, there's, there's a couple different, you know, this is actually a pretty debated topic of today. You know, there are many people who believe in the, believe the word of God. They follow the word of God, but they choose not to be a part of a church. There are also people who don't believe the word of God who choose to be a part of a church. And so you've, you've kind of got both 
spectrums that happen often. And so tonight I want us to really talk about this. And so I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Um, I have read this scripture uh, before. We've talked about this once before. And I want to I want to read what um, uh, we're going to go. Just so you know, we're going to we're going to bounce around quite a bit. So you better um, if your thumbs um, are are tired, just like do some exercises real quick so that you can be ready to flip pretty quickly. Um, if not, um, good news is I did actually give Kristen all the scriptures this time, so she I think I did at least. We'll see. Sometimes I like to throw them through the loop and be like, oh, gotcha, didn't see that one coming. But, um, but I, I want to read to you what the Word says in Hebrews chapter 10. Because this is, this is, this is kind of the, the premise for part of this conversation. And we're going to read verses 24 and 25. It says this, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up, Meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I know we've read this before, but we have got to understand how Satan wants to do as much as he can to divide us and to keep us from meeting together. I mean, that literally there, there are so many things in our lives today that keep us from being able to get together. I, I, could, I could name off a slew of things that, that literally get on everybody's schedule that keep them from doing this. And what we have to understand is what the word says is the purpose behind us coming together is to spur one another toward love and good deeds. If we don't meet together, and if we don't, if we, well, let me tell you this first. If we aren't, if we're meeting together and we're not spurring each other towards love and good deeds, then what's the point of meeting together? I'll just be honest with you. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be encouraging each other. We need to be lifting each other up. We need to be, you know, kind of uh, um, wrapping our arms around each other and encouraging them in the, in the ministry that God has placed you in. That's what we have to be doing. But when we read this, if we if we start to get out of this habit, what it is doing is it is it is adding division into the body of Christ. I got a text um, this week. Uh, it was it was an interesting text because um, I was asked if we had a young adults group in the church. Okay. Not a bad question. You know, I get I get texts and calls and questions all the time, right? So I get this text that says, hey, do we have, do you guys have a young adults um, group at your church? And I just thought about that for a little while because to be quite honest, we don't we don't have a young adults group. Um, we have a church. <laughs> we, we don't have a young adults group. We don't have an old adults group. I'm not looking at anyone when I say that. <laughs> Brother Brian. <laughs> We're... We, we don't have those things. And it was funny because I sat there and I read that text. And um, at first, at first, my thought was, we probably need to do something just to get young adults together. And then I heard, no, don't do that. He didn't say, you idiot. I wanted to say, you idiot. But, but the, the reason being is that, and I felt like the Lord was speaking to me in this weird text that I got from this total random stranger. Because what God was saying to me is, I don't want my body divided. I don't, I don't want you to say, okay, you're this older group, so you got, you can hang out with these people, and this is a younger group, and so you guys be here, because you know what? That's not the way the body of Christ is supposed to work. And what we do is we alienate certain people within the body when we start to do things like that. So I sat there, and I'm like, I'm having this great conversation with God, and I'm like, I do, I do kind of have to respond to this text <laughs> at some point, right? And so literally what I told her, I said, well, I got to just be honest with you. Uh, part of who we are as a church is we believe in breaking 
um, barriers down within the body, denominational barriers, and that also means generational barriers. And so I want you guys to know this, that, that as, we, as I look at a scripture like this, and I look at what the word is telling us, it's not telling young people encourage young people. It's not telling elders encourage elders. It is telling us to encourage each other. That's the way that a body is intended to work. Now, we can add layers of division, and people will tell you from a church growth perspective, it's the best thing to do, and you can do all that. But I'm not worried about the best church growth concepts. I'm worried about being the body of Christ. And so the first thing when I look at this is that the reason we need to do this is because the word encourages us to do it. Now, I know I'm going to step on some toes here, and I don't mean to step well. I don't mean to step on any toes if I step on somebody's toes. But what I, have, what I want you to understand is that we look at our lives and we fill it with so many other things that we, we alienate ourselves from the body of Christ. We, we, it doesn't matter what it is. I could, I'm not even going to name things off because if I name things off, someone's going to get mad at me. And I don't like when people get mad at me. It's not cool. I don't like people getting mad. But, but you have to look at your own schedule. I can look at my own schedule and I can say this is something that takes my time. That keeps me from being faithful in what God has called me to do. This is something that takes my time, that eliminates my family to be able to be faithful in what God has called them to do. And so we have to get together. And the reason we church is partially because the word tells us to. Okay, There are so many distractions that the enemy has designed to put in your life to keep you from being able to connect within the body. And tell you that it's okay, and tell you that it's okay to be disconnected, and tell you that it's okay to not be around everybody else, and tell it's okay to just be in your corner of the world and not, and not worry about it. But that's not what the Word of God tells us. We cannot fool ourselves into believing that that's okay. Because all the, the whole purpose of this, this Hebrews is telling us that do it even more as you see the day approaching. And the problem has been... As as the day continues to approach where Jesus Christ will come back, what we have done is we have filled our schedules with so much stuff that we've done the opposite. Now, we can say that we believe the word and we want to walk in the word, but this is this is the word right here. We have to walk all of it out if we're going to believe it. Acts 2.42 says this. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Just leave that up there for a minute. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Okay, so when I, when I read that, okay, there are three things that jump out to me. Apostles' teaching, the word of God. Fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. I see three key things that I think are important in what we do as a body. Now, what I will tell you is that we try to put an emphasis in all of these areas as a church. We mess up. Don't get me wrong about that. But we try to put an emphasis in there. You know, we talk about how the first Saturday of every month we do the gathering where we don't have service. We just come and we eat and we be together. We, that, I, the reason we do that is because we believe this is biblical. We don't do it because I just really don't feel like teaching that Saturday. <laughs> no, that's not why we do it. We do it because we believe that there is strength in that. Because if there wasn't, why, why would it tell us that the early church went on to continue to do this? And see, if we, if we want to be a New Testament church following what it says, 
we have to be willing to adopt these things. And oftentimes, we are okay with one or two of these things. But we want to excuse our way out of the third one. We might excuse ourselves out of a third one to say, well, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really steady with my prayer life, but Tom's praying for me, man. <laughs> I told him to pray for me, so I, shoot, I know he's got me, right? Or, or maybe we're praying about stuff, you know, God, I need that new yacht. God, help me with my yacht problem. You know, I need this, and I need that, and I want this, and I want this. And, but then at the same time, we're not devoted to the word, or we don't want to get into the word for ourselves. But see, it, this, let, me, let me educate you on something right now. This is not the word for yourself. This, why we church, is a moment of encouragement, a moment where we rally the troops, where we come together, we encourage each other. And let me tell you, this is not, this is not a place, I do not believe that this is a place that is intended to only be saving ground. I believe that every step that you take out there is saving grounds. That this is, this is only a moment for us to, to come together, to get unified, to understand that every single one of us has, has our own purpose within the body of Christ, and then to encourage us to go walk it out in the world. It is not the place where we can come in here and be Christians. This, that's, that's not what this is for. That's not why we church. All right, We church so that we can go out and be the church. Every single place that we go. And this is, these are the things that they've called us to do. Colossians 3.16 says this. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The Word points out time and time again that our time together it's, there's teaching, there's worship. This is why we do the things that we do. This is not just a uh, an, an idea that someone had once they're like, hey, what are you doing this week? I don't know, man. What are you doing? I don't know. Hey, what if we like sing some songs to Jesus and then you just talked about Jesus for a while? You think we could do something like that? And that's how the church started. No, <laughs> that's not the way it worked. This is These are biblical concepts that built what we were supposed to do. And part of why we church is because the word encourages us to do it. There are a lot of distractions and there are a lot of things that will encourage you to not church. Or will get you in a position to not church. And now this isn't a message to say to you. I'm not trying to say to anyone, hey, if you don't go to church, that, that this is you know your fate or anything like that. Okay. But what I'm saying to you is that there is purpose behind us coming together. And we have to be willing to walk out that purpose. I want to ask you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 highlights one of the most important reasons for us to come together. For us to be the body. For us to grow together. And um, it's, a, it's a common passage. We're going to be reading verses 20 through 25. This is, a, this is a very common passage that many of you have heard or you have heard talked about. I'm sure I've talked about it from time to time. Uh, but this is, this is part of why we church. It says in verse 20, As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Look at me and say, I'm a part. Not, hold on. Not a part. I'm a part. See, a lot of people get that wrong. A lot of people say a part. And you're a part. 
Does that make sense? Y'all looking at me like, too straight crazy. I literally just told you I had like two or three hours of sleep last night. Remember that? Um, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Equal concern for each other. The, the, the thing that um, jumps out to me so much is where the word tells us that there should be no division in the body. And in our lives, we are presented with too many options to become divided. Even within our own church, there, there are things that will happen that can irritate somebody, right? This, this is typical church talk, right? Someone did something, or someone said something, or someone did something, and blah, 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 and, uh, um, and we, we do that. But the, the Word tells us that every single part has a purpose, and that there should be no division in the body. When Beth and I were youth pastors, um, in the King James, King James Version, it says, um, it uses the word schism, right, uh, which means division, right? And so... Um, we did a game with our youth group because in a youth group, a youth group can be incredibly divided, like ridiculously divided. You know, you got the cool kids, you got some other kids, you got, we had, we had, um, you know, the goth kids, we had, I mean, we, we had the band kids, I mean, we just had a mix of kids, right? And, and Bethany and I would keep looking like, how do we get, you know, like, it was like magnets. You ever taken magnets and like, they don't want to connect? Like, that's, that's what we were dealing with. And uh, I just had this weird idea. And it was weird, but it was awesome. Um, it turned out great. I, I created this little thing that we called the Super Speedy Schism Skilla. Um, I just used all the S's. I know Skilla's not a word, but it felt, it just felt like a word in the, mo in the moment. And so literally what we did is we created in our youth room... Um, we created little tables everywhere, and we literally did, like, speed dating with the, with the teens. It was amazing. None of them dated, just so you know. It wasn't like that kind of thing. I wasn't like, if I could get this girl to date that guy, the two would come together. No, that's not what I was talking about, okay? But what we did is we, we sat them down. They had, I don't remember what the time frame was. I don't know, maybe a minute or two minutes. And literally what they had to do is they had to learn about each other. And it was amazing when you saw when you saw two people sit down and they've never talked to each other before in their lives. And it was like, hi. You know. I mean, if you've ever worked with teenagers before in your life, you know how it is. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is sometimes. And so it was great. But then after that, we had them, we literally had students that were on polar opposites that found connections, right? And then all of a sudden conversations started happening. We as a church, don't make me do super speedy schism skill. <laughs> We, 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 the whole purpose behind this is because, guys, we need each other. Yeah. I need you, and you need the person next to you, and the person across from you, and the person behind We all need each other. This is why we church. Because 
this is not this is not a, a, a situation that you were called to walk on your own. You were not you were not created to walk this out on your own. You were created in such a way to be a part of the body of Christ. Listen, that is an honor to be a part of. It sounds a little crazy when you talk about being a part of the body of Christ, but every single one of you hold great purpose. And the problem is, is if you allow too many things to get in your way, you don't fulfill your purpose. Or if you allow too many things to weigh in your mind, you don't fulfill your purpose because you hide. We are not supposed to hide, guys, not from each other and not from God. See, we, we are designed all to fill this. Now, we've, we've seen for years is division in churches all across this nation. All across it. And I think a lot of the division has come from good intentions. I don't think they've all been bad intentions. Like, like, I, like I talked about the, the young adult thing. I didn't even think about that until I got up here. That whole young adult thing. That wasn't, that wasn't a bad intention. Most of the conversations I've ever had with pastors about doing that is because they have a couple young adults in their church, but there aren't any other young adults there. And so they're like, well, if we create a young adult group, maybe the young adults will just just show up in that group like like they just like appear all of a sudden and you know you want to know how people appear in the church you love them i don't care what their age range is i don't care what their economic status is we love them guys no matter where they're at no matter where they've been no matter what they've experienced we we have to walk this out and to do that we need each other we need each other. You, listen, I'm a doer. I've told you that. I, that means I like to just, I like to do. I like to solve. I like to fix. I'm a guy that if something's messed up, I like to just go in and take care of it. You know, not get a whole lot of people involved, but like, I'll, just, I'll just go take care of myself. No big deal. And what I have been learning to do, Bethany is very similar to that, is we have been learning how to this is a hard word for me to say. Receive, right? <laughs> Receive, because because we have been we have been doers for so long, and as as many of you have started to get plugged in, you've begun saying to us, "Hey, we want to help you in this area," and we're kind of like shell shocked at first, right? Because <laughs> we're like, "Wait, wait, wait what? Um, you you what? You want you want to help with that? Oh, well, um, cool." Um, Help, I guess. I mean, that's where we're at, right? But we need, we need that, right? And so what I want you to understand as being a part of this body, that doesn't mean you get to be a broken arm that doesn't get to do anything. You're not, listen, we've all got brokenness. We've all got things that we deal with. We've all got struggles that we face. But that does not put you in a position that you are not able to walk into what God wants you to walk in. Those are things that are keeping you from walking in what God has for you. See, we want to believe that these situations are meant to cripple us, but they are not meant to cripple us. Because God didn't intend for us to be cripples walking around not able to do what his word says. When his word tells us that we need to do our part and we need to be a part of the body, that means, guess what? We need to be a part of the body, guys. And that doesn't mean every now and then. That means we got we to gotta be in. This is the church that God designed. Ephesians 4.16 says, From him, the whole body, joined and held together 
by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. See, a lot of times in that scripture, we focus on this part right here where it says grows and builds itself up in love. Man, when the whole body, you know, it's growing. But it says as each part does its work. It doesn't say as each part is present. Right? It doesn't say as each part shows up. It doesn't say as each part decides they're going to come this Saturday. It says as each part does its work. If I have a hand in the church, but I don't use it, that's not doing its part. It's not doing its work. And every single one of you are designed to do a work. And what I want you to understand is that I don't know, I'm not going to tell you that I know exactly what your mission is, um, that what you're supposed to do and how God has designed to use you and, and where you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to do. I'm not, I'm not telling you that. But what I'm challenging you to do is you need to find out what is your role in the body of Christ. Because when we start to do that, we see what happens. We begin to build ourselves up in love. And see, everyone, everyone in the word wants to talk about the love of Christ and the love of God. And it's all real and it's all good. But let me tell you, you want to be built up in love, do your part. That's not like a reprimand. That's not like a reprimand. Let me re rewind that a little bit. Do your part. <laughs> Does it feel better? <laughs> Do your part. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like, stop receiving excuses from the enemy that is keeping you from walking in what God has designed you to walk in. Telling you you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not able enough, you're not educated enough, you've not been around long enough. I don't care what, the, what it is. We have to do our work because when we as a church begin to lock arms and do things in unity, let me tell you guys, it will change more than just this community, right? More than just your families. It will go well beyond that. If we decide to do that, we have to do our part. The last thing I want to show you, um, Psalms 133. I'm going to read uh, the first verse out of there. This is, this is um, something that really, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, as I was working on this word, I had these other two points um, earlier on the week, and I've been working on the word and just praying, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I was like, well, this is, this is it, man, this is, what God, this is what God has given me, until last night at the men's camp out, and so God, God was speaking to me about this, Psalm 133.1 says, how good and pleasant it is. When God's people live together in unity. Guys, so many of us have been in a place, in a church, or in a situation where we haven't been able to live in unity. That's not what God designed for the church. God, God did not design his church to be divided. And the word tells us just how good and pleasant it is. Let me tell you something. This, this isn't a message where I'm trying to um, just, let me just say this. I don't ever preach something 
at people from up here. I just want to make sure you guys understand that. I, I know a lot of pastors who will say, well, I got this and this and this going on in my church, so I'm going to go preach on this and this and this and make sure they know where they need to be, what they need to be doing, right? That's not my thing. <laughs> I don't do that. But when I read what the Word says about how good and pleasant it is, I feel like our church and what God has been doing in it, you know, Beth and I walk away, and it's funny because one day, you know, you, you maybe have 50 people, the next day maybe you have 30 people, whatever the numbers are, okay? I'm not, I'm not so hung up on that. What, what we walk away with is we feel like we are the body of Christ. Because we feel, when we walk away, we feel like as a, as a church body, we feel a unity that is starting to take place. A unity where people are coming in and they're finding their spot and they're starting to minister however they see. We're hearing stories about this. You know, 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. As we stay committed to unity, as a church, our life will be so much better. Last night, we had, uh, we had the men's camp out, okay? Um, that's why some of the dudes are a little sluggish, right? <laughs> had the men's camp out. Um, I'm, you know, I was talking to Bob. I was like, it's the shoulders, you know what I mean? It's the shoulders is the worst. You know, lay on the hard ground, the shoulders, just bad. Um, but we, we talked about... Uh, I, I, as we were sitting there, I was just looking around at what was taking place, right? You know, I, I think that for us as a church, you know, nine months ago, the majority of these people didn't know each other at all. They, we, we had no clue. I mean, I knew this guy, fortunately. He was my brother. But, but we, didn't, we didn't know each other. And last night, we took, we took some time together to literally just go out in the woods be a bunch of dudes, <laughs> answer the question, will it burn? <laughs> I was lighting Cheetos on fire and Doritos and <laughs> you got to know, will it burn? We found out. Cheetos and Doritos are actually good fire starters. Just so you know. These are the questions that we answer for you guys so you don't have to go figure it out. We know now. We know now. <laughs> But as we, we did that, what happened is it was, it was a moment where all these guys began to come closer together. Listen, Saturday nights are phenomenal. And I, and I love Saturday nights, and I love that after Saturday nights we, you know, we go out to eat together. And I love on the gathering how we come together. But as we, as we devote ourselves to unity together. Now, I, I don't believe that this passage is necessarily saying that you guys have to all agree on every single little thing about the Bible. I don't believe that, because guess what? It ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen, right? We believe in the, in the core things that are most important. But, but when, I, when I look at what we experienced, we had 11 guys go meet in the woods, and we had some obstacles to overcome. Okay, let me tell you the first obstacle. First off, I get a panic call from Brian. Brian's like, dude, we're supposed to be at campsite one, primitive, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, there's a guy camping there. And I was like, what was it, Jody? You know, that was probably a stupid question now that I think that I asked him. <laughs> well, is it Jody, man? Did you look at his face? You know, and uh, he's like, yeah, it's not Jody, man. And I was like, well, call Jody. He's like, I've been calling Jody. 
And so, so all of a sudden, I'm, I'm leaving the house, and I know Brian's, Brian and Ashton are literally wandering in the wilderness. Thanks, Tiff, for that. They're literally wandering in the wilderness, like, well, where do we go from here? They can't get a hold of anyone. So I, I don't know if you guys, did you guys just, like, stop, or were you guys just still walking around? Oh, okay, they stopped. Never mind. They, they did have some brains about themselves. Um, so, <laughs> oh, you had already walked around for 40 minutes ago. So, so all of a sudden, none of the guys know where they're supposed to go. And uh, that's, that's pretty fun. And then, and then we show, they figure out where we're going to camp and where we're going to do. And uh, I show up, and uh, Terry is parked at the, uh, um, like the, this camp spot. And they're like, hey, by the way, you need to, you need to park. We're going to do some leapfrogging um, because it's a little bit of a haul to where we're going to. And I was like, what, what are we doing? What, what, is, why, what do you mean? We're, are we playing leapfrog later tonight? Like, what's, what's the thing again? And so we show up, and uh, Terry's waiting there, and I pull in. I'm like, hey, what are we doing? He's like, well, he's like, here's the deal. Um, where we got to go, it's, it, it, was, it was about a mile up the road. I think I actually looked up the directions today. It was, it was a mile up the road. And so we had to drive a mile up the road. There was a little clearing on the side of the road. And we were throwing all of our gear out and dropping off the guy who had just dropped his gear the last time off. I think that makes sense, right? Um, so Terry had already dropped off his gear, and then Terry had to go back and wait for me. And when I showed up, Terry's like, hey, you're supposed to drop me off in your gear, and then the next person's going to take you over there. And Chris had got there at the same time, and me and Chris were like, what's going on now? What are we, who's dropping the gear? And am I going, or are you going? And Chris wasn't staying the night, so he's like, you know, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. And so, so anyway, so we figured it out, right? We, and we keep leapfrogging until, unfortunately, the last people are quitting. And the last person, you got to walk the mile. There's no leapfrog at that point. There's no other car waiting for you. So... Lesson to those who want to come next year, don't be the last person there. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a problem, right? And if we, if we didn't get together on the same page of how in the world we were going to work this thing out, it would have probably been a little bit of a dicey of a night. Um, it would have been like, well, that was stupid. Um, you know, we, we were dealing with the storms, right? Everyone was like, man, we're going to get hit by the storm. And we thought for sure we were going to hit. I mean, we all had extra tars. We are like, dude, this is, this is going to be nasty. And uh, even my mom was like, oh, you're, wait, you're camping in the hailstorm? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? I was like, yeah, it's going to be great, mom. You know, and, uh, and we literally, where we were at, I mean, the, I'm telling you, God just parted the skies because there was a whole line of storms that were coming through. And the path that our campsite was on, literally, you could see in the radar, there was a gap in the radar that literally the gap went right over where we were camping. I mean, we, we barely had a couple of sprinkles. I mean, it was, it was completely completely clear. We all shared um, a fork <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> I meant to bring the fork. I have it at the house. We, we, I kept the fork. <laughs> we had to share this fork. We cleaned it with a baby wife. <laughs> we figured it out, right? But, but here's the thing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's unity. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> but see, guys, that I, I believe that even in that event, it, it, it adds strength to all of those relationships. It adds strength to our body that God, that God has put us, placed us in. I mean, that was, you know, there were issues, guys. <laughs> we, we dealt with some issues. 
I tell you what, it gets worse when I woke up the next morning and Jody and I were like, we're going to start the fire. Well, they had put the fire out because there's some pretty big grass around the fire. So I can understand why they put it out. And so I'm like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this fire stoked because I don't believe in lighting it. You know, after you've burned a flame, I'm going to find a coal. And so I'm down there and I, I find some coals and I, I found literally like two little coals and we get them all up there. And I'm, I got my face down there. I'm blowing on it, you know, and I, find, I get it lit back up. And it's all great. It's all good. And, uh, uh, and we're like, you know, we're talking to them. Like, man, you guys put that fire out, man. It, it would probably been all right. And we're like, well, the grass, you know. And then uh, we're like, what? I mean, there was a big sheet of metal that someone literally had stomped on to help put the coals out. I mean, it, we could hear it in the tent. And so, so what happens is Quentin's like, yeah, man, when we did anything, he's like, I, I peed on it to put it out. <laughs> man, I'm definitely stoking this fire. <laughs> Wish you would have woke up about an hour ago, man. <laughs> but guys, in all of those things, <laughs> we did use water too. <laughs> you did use some water, thank you. <laughs> but guys, these these are things that I believe are fundamental as we grow as a church. I'm not saying you have to stoke. I'm just I'm just trying to move on from that. <laughs> but. But God wants us to do stuff like that together. Not like that. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of that now. I don't have to get out of that. <laughs> God wants us to be a body that can connect and enjoy being together. That's what God has designed for this body. And let me tell you that as we do that, it makes us stronger. It makes us stronger, guys. When we, when we come together like that, and, I, and I'm saying guys, but I mean guy, guys and gals. I mean, I'm saying that to the church. As we connect on levels like that, what it does is it allows us to confide in each other. Listen, I don't want to be a church where you just show up and you're just a number and you get forgotten about every single day. And you can walk away from a church and feel like, you know what? No, no one there even knows me. No one knows who I am. No one knows what I'm dealing with. But let me tell you something. Part of that process means you have to open your mouth too. Now, I can tell you that we are not a church that wants you to walk through something on your own. But if you're not willing to reveal what you're dealing with, that's a problem. And the reason we do the things that we do and the reason that we church is because we need each other. We have to connect because when we do things like that, we get stronger, we grow together, and we become stronger in our faith in Jesus Christ. Because what you begin to see is you begin to see the miracles that are taking place right around you, on the pew next to you, the pew behind you, every single week that you have no clue is happening if you're not talking to each other. This is why we church. We church because the word tells us to. We church because every single one of us, we need each other. We've got to be a part of the body, and we've got to do our part. We don't need to just be a part of the body. We need to do what God has called us to do. And it's because we get stronger as we do that. God, you know, Jesus said to Peter, this is the rock that I will build my church on. Right? And we need to be building on the rock. And we've been talking about roots. We've been talking about the importance of roots because, guys, we've got to get that foundation set. And this is, this is why we're church. I'm going to ask you to stand with me, Tiff, if you would come. When we commit, not just to God, but to each other, 
to walk out our role in the body of Christ. We are allowing God to do miraculous things. Things that often we may not see or we may not understand because we're actually being obedient to what his word says. Now, the whole, the whole roots thing, right? We, we've talked about um, how we need to set roots and have strong roots. And Jody, um, Jody had mentioned to me, I think it was the first or second week that we were starting the root series. Um, he talked to me about looking at the sequoia trees, the redwoods, their root system and how it works. Now, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that. Some of you might be, I think Mike might be familiar with that. But the root system of the redwood tree. Now, the redwood trees, I'm sure many of you guys have seen. Has anyone seen the redwoods in person? I have not. I see some. Okay. The, the redwoods are just unbelievably massive trees, right? They, they, they grow north of 350 feet tall. I mean, these are massive, massive trees. And what's amazing about them is that you would think that their root base would be incredibly deep. If you're going 350 feet up, I mean, how deep do you have to go down to be able to stay strong? But what's, what's amazing about those trees is they actually only have a root base that goes down maybe six feet, which is crazy. Their root base goes wide. And it says, when I was reading, that it says that they can grow even a hundred foot wide, these roots. And what they do is they intertwine and some of them even fuse together with the roots of the other redwood trees. See, that, that's how we're supposed to be. See, every single one of us, we have a role to be an extension in a place, in a spot in the body of Christ. And as we begin to lock arms together, we're just like those big redwood trees. That we can find ourselves able to withstand the pressures, the temptations, the struggles, the, the hardships, all of the things that we come up against. Because guess what? We've got other people helping hold us up. We've got other people that will encourage us. Other people that will love us. Other people that will, will, will stand beside us, that will show up when we need that. That's how, that's how we stay accountable to each other. Now, accountability is a scary word for a lot of people, but I believe that this is a place that demands accountability. Because God wants us to be able to stand strong in our faith and walk out our role. As whatever that part is, part of the body of Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you.